seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. And today we are talking all about mission, a great way to serve the Lord. There's so many opportunities for mission. And today we're going to have a great experience as we not only talk about mission, but how families can come together to do mission work. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show, Jeff, Amy, and Ryan Lave. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Yeah, it's so great to have all of you. We're, we're le- for those of you who obviously cannot see us here, we have quite the studio full today, don't we? <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for coming in. And we should mention that Trevor's not here because he's at school, but he was also a part of this amazing mission trip that you did. He was, yes. So let's start out with, where did you go? We went to Jamaica. Um, in conjunction with Calvary Lutheran Church here in town. Um, it was organized by Pastor uh, Nate Bendorf, um, and it was an intergenerational mission trip um, where we had everyone, I think the youngest was seven or eight, and the oldest was up in her mid-70s. Wow, that's amazing. So first of all, I'm kind of curious, like, how did they pick Jamaica? Was this just there was a specific need? Was this after one of the storms, or was it just this is a traditional thing to do? Nate arranged it, and I think he had worked with the organization called uh, Praying Pelican Missions um, prior to that. And he had gone, this was the second trip um, they were going every two years. And it just had developed a relationship with the, the organization and uh, particularly the school we worked at down there and just wanted to keep that going. Okay, we're going to talk more about that school in a minute. But Ryan, I got to check in with you. How old were you when you did this trip? I was 12 years old when I went on this trip. And was this your first time to do like a big out of Bemidji type of a trip? Uh, yeah, this was my first full mission trip. Yeah, and I can imagine. So when you're 12 years old, I mean, you're going in like middle school, right? Like this is all of a sudden, okay, we're not just going to go down to like Iowa or something. We're like going to Jamaica and for mission. So what were your feelings going into the trip? How did you feel about going? You know, I was pretty excited at the first part, you know, a little bit nervous just because I know it was quite a few high schoolers going, I think. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to have really anybody to talk to there. But turned out lots of the high schoolers were really open and hung out with me and talked to me while we were doing stuff there. So it's pretty fun. So not just a great way to connect with people in Jamaica, but even your peers who are who are in your school or the people that you associate with, right, at church even. So, Jeff, I'm kind of curious. Was this something that you felt like you were all in right away, or is this more something Amy said, hey, we should do this? <laughs> Talk to me about your experience going into this. That's a little bit of a loaded question. Well, it is, but, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, Amy brought it up as an idea. It was, you know, talked about at church. Pastor Nate was pushing it very hard. Like she said, it was the second, uh, <clears throat> second time that he was going on this trip, so he had some connections already uh, and had some experiences to to draw from to try to entice the rest of the church community. But uh, initially it was it was really a more of an idea. This would be a really cool way to have our whole family uh, express our faith and extend that, you know, that faith hand to others. And, and we were going down there, and for me it wasn't just a – uh, I didn't look at it as just a faith-based trip, but we were going down there to help them with some projects that they needed to be done and and some of that stuff. So that was some of the parts that I was really looking forward to and, and 
interacting with some of the other people they went with. Yeah. Well, and isn't that a part of our faith, right? Is helping people who need education, helping people, people who might be impoverished. I mean, there's, that is being Jesus, right? I mean, that is, and I think sometimes we make up what mission is and what mission isn't. And the reality is when we're serving God's people, isn't it all mission? I mean, there's so many different aspects to that. So Amy, I'm sort of curious, uh, when you get to Jamaica, what were some of your first thoughts? It's it's interesting having been to Jamaica on like a true vacation off of a cruise ship or something. You only see kind of the the best foot forward of what the country wants you to see. And going on a mission trip, you really see what it is like for everyday people who live there. And um, stepping off of that and just the drive back out of the resorts areas, out of the beach towns to where we were staying and working, you could see see the poverty. You saw. Um, just the, the difference. And that was just, even just that drive, that first drive was eye-opening that, okay, this isn't going to be a vacation. You're going to be making a difference. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting because uh, when I'd gone to Kenya for the first time, I remember uh, Pastor Moses describing his vision of what coming to the United States would be like. And what he described to me was something you would have seen out of the TV show Dallas or the Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's what his visualization was of how we live. And I was like, oh, no, you got <laughs> we need to get you from out of those places. But isn't it interesting what we make up about places? And like when we start actually digging in a little deeper, we see something like just crazy different, right? Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned that, um, was this an education project then? You were w- working with schools? We spent um, our mornings working <laughs> at a private Christian school, um, helping them um, pour. We worked outside. Um, there's a part that did construction of our group. Um, so we were outside pouring soupy concrete, um, kind of a family joke now. Concrete's always soupy. And working through on, on painting and just upgrading their facilities. And then the other half of our group was actually in the classrooms running basically a VBS with the students during that morning time. And then um, we also, in the afternoons, we would go to, we went to an orphanage um, for children. And then we went to a senior center and just talked and met and, and brought some joy to those people. And I think, honestly, I think they brought more joy to us than we brought to them. Yeah, we're going to come back to that because I, I believe there's a gift in mission that is beyond even what we can imagine. But Ryan, I was curious. So when you walk into these schools or see the kids interacting, what was different about school in Jamaica compared to like we would think of school in the United States? Um, I mean... One of the first things I think I noticed was that they all had uniforms. They had their school uniforms, and they're all super grateful to have like guests come in, like our group that was there helping and working. Unlike some schools here, which be like, okay, whatever, yeah. people are here to see us. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? That and that gratitude really goes a long way, doesn't it? Did you make any friends from Jamaica, like anybody that you just really connected with? Uh, that I can remember is one or two kids from the school that I really talked to quite a bit. And I'd played soccer with them a couple times during their like recess time. So, yeah. Did you bring soccer balls with you? Or do they already have soccer balls? The reason I'm curious about this is this is one of the most requested things that we often get from Kenya is... Bring balls. Bring they they. There are certain things that they love for us to bring over. 
Um, we did bring some balls, footballs, soccer balls, but I think they also had a couple soccer balls that okay. they had there too. That's when, fantastic. When we went, we each were allowed two uh, bags to load on the plane, and we were allowed, our pastor broke it down, one is for you to put your things in, the other is for things that we are going to leave there. Um, so we loaded, each of us had a suitcase full of balls and books and paper and crayons and all that. Yeah. So Yeah, all the stuff that we just take for granted, take for right? Granted. We just go to Target, we buy it, we don't even think about it. I know one of the things that, um, again, in the, the work in Kenya, I usually bring lots and lots of number two pencils because there's a very specific type of pencil that the kids need to take exams, and it's hard to get them at exam times. And so we actually bring them over, we stack them up and, and keep them there. Uh, bubbles are a big hit also. We've <laughs> learned how to make a new bubble solution and everything. It's, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's, yeah. just, it's fascinating. So, Jeff, tell me about the soupy concrete. <laughs> well, there was, uh, so like Amy said, there was different areas you could work in. You could be in the school working classroom or you could be outside on various construction projects, which were all outdoors, outdoorsy people, so we chose that's where we would because we could all do it together. But the uh, soupy concrete, so they, in Jamaica, or at least the school, it's not a concrete truck that backs up and pours your concrete in and all you do is smooth it out. They are mixing it from the dry powder, mixing in the gravel, pouring water in, and you are literally shoveling to be the mixer. And uh, so I was a shoveler, but we was the more, uh, the guy who was in charge of it, Hugh Roy, he was kind of the leader of, he was with Praying Pelican's mission, and he was kind of the construction lead out there. But, you know, every time we'd mix it up and we'd have to call him over there, he's like, no, put some more water and we need it more soupy. <laughs> so it, it just got to be, it, as we poured more, we got to just do it on our own, and we'd call him over and say, is it soupy enough now? And, <laughs> I love it. And it just got to be real, it was a joke, and it still is around our house anyway, of, of the soupy, and the, of course with his accent, it's the soupy concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and what I love as you're sharing this is I can see the smiles on your faces. I hope you can hear the smiles as you're listening to the show because you do. You have just these, you can just see that that memory is attaching for you to that. It's just so crazy uh, how those memories just tie in for us, isn't it? So you mentioned accent. So did the majority of people speak some English or how did you communicate? Yeah, it was all, they were all English speaking uh, for us. I just, I mean, you can. You can use the Hollywood version of a Jamaican accent, man. <laughs> and there was some a lot of that there, but it was. I mean, they all spoke English and all pretty clear and 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 mostly understandable. Every once in a while, there'd be a you know a uh, I don't want a Jamaican slur where they you know blend words together. You were you kind of double take and think, wait, what was that again? Yeah, it's almost like being down in New Orleans. Yeah. It's every once in a while. Well, it's anywhere, like, okay, I just didn't really focus on what you're telling me. Right, anywhere, even around the country here. Yeah, I mean, you go. I mean, people from down south come up here, and I'm sure they can't understand us half the time. But, but it's it's <clears throat> yes, we know that, don't we? Betcha, we we know this. Well, and it's interesting too because I have met individuals from Jamaica who have very specific dialects, and so it's. It's a version of an English, but there's such a dialect with it that it, it feels like, in some ways for me, it's like learning French. I mean, it really is. There's definitely some distinctions there mm -hmm. as well. So we've got a lot more to talk about. Uh, there's things that I really want to dig into more about this. I want to. We're going to be digging into the joy of working with people, the, how much more joy you got back. We're going to be 
digging a little bit even more to your experience and how you've brought that back with you. But of course, we need to take a pause because we want to make sure that we're thanking the individuals who make this program possible. We are talking with Jeff, Amy, and Ryan Lave. They went on a mission trip to Jamaica, an intergenerational trip that was organized by Calvary Lutheran Church and Pastor Nate. We've got so much more to come, friends. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a brief pause as we thank our sponsors. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 248 6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe, personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Jeff, Amy, and Ryan Lave. They went to Jamaica on a mission trip. And Amy, as we were going into the break, we were talking about the joy that you get from doing a mission trip, which is often sometimes even more joy than the people who are on the the, the receiving end of a trip. Talk to us about that. Yeah, you, you head into a mission trip thinking you're going to give to these people who have so much less than you. And... What I find now, especially as I get older, is I get more back from them. They have so little, but they have so much happiness and joy and gratitude and thankfulness. And to me, I'm like, we're missing that in this country. And I just, that's what I came back with. And a sense of hope um, is probably what really stood out for me after coming back from this trip. Not only the hope of those young people in the school and these orphans who have been abandoned for, you know, disabilities that in this country are nothing um, and things like that. And then to see 
the young people that went with us from seven to 71 working together and having fun and helping each other, you know, you really come back with a sense of hope that there is good in this world and God is at work and you got a chance to see it in that week in that trip. Yeah, I love that. And God is at work. And sometimes we just need to have different perspective, different experiences to see it. And I love that you're bringing up hope. And I sometimes think that really when people do not necessarily have a lot in the financial area, they're looking at all those other spiritual things, right? Mm-hmm. That money can be a distraction if we're not careful, right? Oh, absolutely. It's it's so true. We, we get caught in the trap. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I'm curious about when, not only on the trip, but also when you came back, how did this trip shape or even change your faith? Well, on the trip, I mean, I noticed more like how much more into like God and church some of these like Jamaican churches are that we've gone that we went to when we were there. Like, they're so much more engaged than any church here is. There's quite a bit more singing and less like just kind of sitting there and listening to someone preach. And coming back, it just kind of it changed my view on the way that like God works in the world, like. It really is. He works everywhere, and it's not just in one place or two places. Yeah. He is the Almighty. So I'm just curious with the singing and dancing. Did you get to join in and do all the singing and dancing? Yes, we did. <laughs> we went to a church uh, Wednesday night when we were there. Okay. And we all, got, we all danced, and everybody was up and dancing and singing. It was it was fun. It's quite something, isn't it? I think for people that have never experienced that to try to explain this, it's not. I, it's like you can't even explain it. And I don't know about Jamaica. Did they actually do praise and worship for like almost an hour before somebody even started talking? About that, yeah. It was it was quite a while before someone started talking. Yeah, it's, it's lots of dancing. They really there's a, a strong belief in that that you know we open the doors to the prayer, to the sermon, to the everything with the praise and worship music. We are praising the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, that's something that always sticks out to me on, on mission too. It's, it's just so big. Amy, you look like you have to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you mentioned that first service and the, the church service. And the thing that comes to my mind is not only did the, the praise and worship and the dancing, but the food. I mean, they brought in all this homemade, home-cooked food and fed us. I mean, I, I, I don't think I needed to eat for like two more days afterwards because they were just so gracious with what they have. And that just, I mean, that's a memory that sticks with me too. It's in, and it's the sense of if I have, I'm going to share mm-hmm. because the trust is in tomorrow somebody else will have and they will share. Like it's, it is just so, it is the life we live for today, right? It's that being fully present in the moment. And it's so powerful to witness that, isn't it? In people, it's just amazing. Jeff, I'm curious about as a man going over witnessing other men in Jamaica and how they were with their families, what did you feel like was similar and what felt different? Uh, wow. That's a, I keep giving you these loaded questions. <laughs> well, because what I was curious about is the dynamic of family. Did you, like, you know, what? how did the dynamic of the families even flow with what you were doing? So I guess, honestly, I didn't notice a lot, really. I mean, we we spent our days kind of wish with our mission group and, and that. And when we went out and visited the senior center or the orphanage, it wasn't going to family areas. But... That Wednesday night in church, I guess it was, you know, you, you 
get a bit of a feeling that that uh, you know the man is the leader of the family and he's kind of he maybe directs a little bit where everybody goes. But honestly, I didn't wasn't anything that I picked up on and noticed. So it wasn't wasn't a dramatic difference from yeah. anything yeah. or anything that I felt weird or out of place. Yeah, out of yeah. place for me it was just. Yeah. Well, and I was just curious because sometimes there's cultural things, sometimes there isn't. And I was just curious. And when you're with the mission group, of course, you're really noticing interactions, you know, within the group as well. So you mentioned seven to eight years old, up to 71. I just love this vision of what that looked like. How, what was it like to experience that? I thought it was really unique and having that big of an age gap. But we found or they found things for everybody contributed in some way. So our youngest member was you know when we were at the school she was helping inside the classroom so she's she's the age of many of those school kids yeah so it was kind of an immediate connection there and easy for, i think i think easy for her to fit in and the flip side of it our oldest uh person was there she also was in that group because the other option is construction and i don't think she was <laughs> interested in lugging around boxes of sand or concrete or wood or whatever we were hauling but you know everybody in there had something they could contribute and do. And everybody had the choice. I mean, we we chose to do the construction work outside where we could all kind of be at it together versus being classrooms, even if it's an open setting, it's still, you know, this class here and that class over here. And, and doing the construction outside allowed the four of us to work together, yeah. which is at the beginning, it was kind of why we chose to do to do this trip was to do the mission part, but also to do it together and share all those experiences as a family, not just not just going and doing something. Yeah, absolutely. Amy, did you want to add anything on that, the generational? You know, I think with the the intergenerational, the, where we stayed, the, the women slept separate from the men. And I ended up in the room with the, the oldest member on the trip, 71, was the grandmother to a daughter. Her granddaughter was with her, who was 20. And the granddaughter convinced her to come and to see that interaction that we can learn from each other, no matter what the age is um, or what the culture is or where you live or your social economic status was just huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how things shift on mission, isn't it? It's like yeah. everything shifts. Amy, I know you have a driving scripture for you, one of your favorite scriptures. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to share that with everyone. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is Micah 6, 8, and it says, What does the Lord require of you but to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God? And how did that get even stronger for you during this trip? I think um, part of it is is to just to treat people with respect, no matter what they are, and to not um, be of, oh, so I did this, I poured this part of the concrete or whatever, and just to be humble. I'm like, I contributed just a small portion to God's work. And just to keep that going forward is, is amazing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, you all got involved with a group that actually came here from Kenya, correct? And yes. you've also kept these relationships in Jamaica. So let's talk about those. So God completely shifts you in a, hey, we're going to host this trip and be a part of this trip from Kenya that's coming here. Yeah, again, it was a, it was a group that uh, came from um, our, through our church, through Calvary Lutheran at the time, and they were here for a week 
um, performing and raising money to build a girls' dormitory. Um, in the, basically, it was a school that pulls uh, orphans out of the slums of Kenya, kids that are living on the street, and gives them an education and and um, and ups them. And so we hosted two of the young boys from the choir and the. Uh, Tom and his wife, Cecilia, also stayed with us for a week. Oh, fantastic. And I think, wasn't that the Hakuna Matata or something choir? Yes. I, okay, that's yeah. what I yeah. thought. I mean, I know a lot of people think of the Lion King with that, but it actually is a real, <laughs> Hakuna is a Matata product. is a real thing in Swahili. Um, so I love that you did that. And I believe, um, Jeff, you were telling me that you had also stayed in touch with your group from Jamaica as well. Yeah, we, Amy actually stays in I would say pretty close contact with Hugh Roy, a person who was leading the the construction side of the the trip um, through Facebook and messaging him that way. And and about a year after we were on this mission, they he came up to Minnesota with his wife and his son and cousin, or his I guess it'd be his nephew, um, and they had some acquaintances or friends in the cities that they stayed with for a while and worked with the church there. But they came up here to Bemidji for a week and stayed with us. And so we hosted the, you know, they kind of hosted us down there for our mission. We returned the favor here, but not for, not to put them to work with soupy concrete. We, <laughs> we took them out on the, on the boat in the water and we took them, I think we went ice, we dug around our basement, found old ice skates and took them to the city rink when they still had ice in it here. And, took him ice skating and and just generally did took him on bike rides around the lake and mm-hmm. just generally kind of had fun with them while they were while they're here just I mean just like you would any other friend who's visiting for a while I mean it wasn't, it wasn't anything more than that or less than that yeah absolutely it's about the relationships so about the relationships mm-hmm. Ryan what advice would you give to any young adults thinking about doing a mission trip do it go on a mission trip they're fun it's a great way to strengthen your faith and you meet new people and just have tons of fun doing it. Amen. I believe it. I believe it. Amy, any final thoughts you want to share? Highly recommend any families thinking about their out there thinking about doing a mission trip to do it. It was so worth it. I had people say, how come you're pulling your kids out of school? They'll miss so much. And I'm like, no, they're going to gain so much more out on this mission trip than they would in a week in the classroom. Absolutely. Mission matters. Mm-hmm. We want to thank Jeff, Amy, and Ryan Lee for coming in to talk to us today about mission. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Yeah, it's been amazing. We want to thank all of you for choosing to listen today. We want to encourage you to look at what kind of mission can you be doing. And we want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. Thanks so much for joining us. Please remember to go out, live joy, and share joy. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.